You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good day, good people. Michelle Dawes-Burke here. We welcome you to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. It is a beautiful day here in the city of Atlanta. I'm super excited today. (laughs) Who's sitting to my left? I'm just so tickled. But listen, I want to welcome all the new people that are speak, uh, checking this out and listening to us for the first time. Let me give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating and connecting to raise awareness regarding issues that impact us as women. And we do it by way of community service public speaking, mentoring, and the arts. And we have been doing this particular platform. This is our seventh season. Yeah, we've been doing this since April 2016. Even through the pandemic, we were doing remotely. We just had very good conversations and dialogues with various different people. You know, it's all about raising awareness for the community. We talk about, you know, the deficiencies in our school system. We talk to politicians. We talk about financial wellness and mental wellness and anything that we can do to empower ourselves. And today it's a little different today because you know what I like. I like to talk to people that I feel are legends that have done a body of work that just speaks for itself. And today is no exception. Today's topic is give the drummer some. <laughs> my to- my guest today is little John Roberts. Hi, John. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Yeah, man, you are. It's good to see you, like, not sitting behind a stack of drums. Right. You know what I mean? Because every time I see you, that's what you're doing. You give me the nod. You wave the little stick. Like, yeah, I see right. you, sis. I see you. Yep. And you're looking good, and you're doing your thing. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Born and raised uh, a native of Philadelphia? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What was your childhood like as a kid? What was What was the music like for you in Philadelphia at that time when you were growing up? Well, it started at church. Yeah. So gospel was big for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing with a lot of the um, premier gospel artists back then. Edwin Hawkins. Yeah. Hawkins. I was playing with uh, Vanessa Bell Armstrong. <sighs> Man. I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Bruce Parham. Yeah. I did a I lot like of things Bruce Parham. Age. You know about I Bruce know Parham. I know Bruce Parham. Yeah, I like him. Wow, He's be... got a good voice. Oh, and man. I think a little underrated in the gospel Absolutely, scene. Absolutely, yeah. But he had a wonderful album that I wore. <laughs> do you remember what it was called? Was um, it Sing Bruce? It was It was the one with the choir that he had. And it was a live recording with one of the choirs that he did. Yeah. Was but it he, him on the front? Yeah, you him on the, the front. The, yeah, the, yeah the with the glasses. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's a good guy. A lot of people don't know him, but I, I came across the sounds. And I owe that, John, to the gospel segment on WCOK. Because they always would, would, with Rodney Eugene Evans on Sunday mornings, he would always play not only the familiar artists that you mentioned, but the underground artists. And mm. that's how I got to hear about Bruce Stewart. So Atlanta's just been a hub in just promoting good music. So carry yeah. on. So, Shouts out to WCOK, yeah, by the way. Yeah, Jamal. Yeah, Jamal Ahmed. Ken Beatty and Ken, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, back in the day. And Morris in the morning. Got yeah. his own bobblehead going on and doing, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> doing yeah, different so they, things. They've always played stuff. Stuff that people don't hear. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And some of your tunes that. too. Yeah. Some of your tunes too. So we'll talk about that. So you grew, you played as a drum, as always a drummer, John. Mm-hmm. No other instrument. No, I try to play a little bit of keyboards. My mom is a classical pianist. Really? Yeah, she played in church as well. But um, no, I, drums were it. But yeah. I did. I had lessons. I had saxophone, yes. clarinet, piano lessons, but. Drums were the thing. It, it, the drums drew you. You were drawn to the drums, Jay? Absolutely. It all just my called uncles, you? All my uncles played drums. So, yeah. Yeah, I was right there in front of it. Yeah. So playing gospel in Philadelphia was where it started, at right? At my dad's church. Yeah, yeah, at your dad's church. Way to go, Dad. Yeah. Wow. Pastor right, Roberts. Man. Come on, Pastor Roberts. <laughs> I love it. So that's where Lil John comes from because I'm, I'm the junior. Yes. Yes. 
All right, way to go. (laughs) So now you're doing gospel, but then I want to understand. So as a kid, I I, I know because Philadelphia was a hub with the whole sound of Philadelphia Mm -hmm. in the 70s, you know, Gamble and Huff Mm -hmm. and all that. So how did you, you know, play gospel music? Were you allowed to listen to R&B and soul? Your house was okay with that? Yeah, we were very open. My my parents were fans of Michael Jackson and all the Jacksons and, Mm -hmm. you know, then my dad liked a lot of quartet music okay. too, so Dixie Hummingbirds, um, Mighty Clouds of Joy. Joy. I was listening to all of that stuff yeah. too, but he liked jazz as well. Ooh. So he was playing George Benson and mm-hmm. Earl Clue, Ooh. and mm-hmm. you know, list goes on of like jazz musicians. And those people that I was listening to yeah. back then, yeah. I wind up playing I with know. later on. <laughs> I know, I know. Isn't God amazing? It it's crazy. like your life has come full circle. Yeah. Full circle. That's amazing. So because your household wasn't really as strict musically, because I know some artists that are like, no, we can only listen to gospel. Yeah. Couldn't really listen to R&B until they went off into college or something like that. So how did you get into the hip hop space? Because in, in reading your bio and your information, you really started to play with with um jazzy jeff fresh prince how yeah. did you make that transition john i went to overbrook high school mm-hmm. and will smith went to overbrook as well <laughs> he was two years ahead of me okay. but i used to always see him driving around winfield and yeah. with his red camaro okay. and everything like he was that was like his height he had just become a star okay you know um and through that time, I didn't even realize it. Like, all of a sudden, I met Jazzy Jeff. Like, my cousin, uh, Craig King, he lives in Atlanta now, too. Okay. Shouts out to him. Okay. He's a producer, and he was a part of Jazzy Jeff's production company called Touch of Jazz. Mm-hmm. My uncle St. John was also involved, you know, as as an executive. So all of them were doing stuff in Philly, working with Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I go down to the studio one day, and I'm there's a drum set there. Me and him start playing. He's cutting records and all. So that was the first experience of me with a DJ, drumming DJs playing together. And um, Jeff was like, man, we got to record this stuff, man. So this was in between me going to Berklee College of Music that same year as well. So I was bringing musicians from Berklee to Philly to do sessions at the studio. So that's how we did the first record with Jazzy Jeff Fresh Prince. It was called um, uh, I Want to Rock. And we performed that live on American Music Awards in 94. Mm, yeah, so that's mm. how that the hip hop side of it started. So that's for me. how it started for you. And you had a full ride, a full scholarship to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Did you complete Berkeley, or did you decide did. you did two years and you came on out of there? Go. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was calling the, you. The road was calling me. <laughs> <laughs> it was calling me, man. It was calling me. I yeah, was calling was, your name. It was time to go. Yeah. Um, Berkeley was great. Yeah. I met a lot of people there. I learned more. I'm. I hate to say that. Ooh. I learned more from a lot of the peers, my peers, the students that were going there from different places around the world, we were all hanging out together. So I was learning things from them. They were Mm -hmm. learning from me. Mm -hmm. So Berkeley did what they did. Yeah. But I learned a lot from the students too. Is that right? They came from everywhere. Yeah. Mm, mm, Man. So (laughs) listen, you're doing the hip hop thing and then you moved to Atlanta. Why Atlanta, John? I didn't know nothing about Atlanta. I was like, Atlanta, Georgia? What's what's down there? What's down there, Martin Luther right? King? Right, <laughs> right, right. right, right. But right. I mean, I, I was 19 okay. already, so I was, well, I was 23 when I moved here. But yeah. 19, around that time, while I was at Boston, I was like, okay, I want to do something different. I want to, mm-hmm. I don't think I want to stay at school. Mm-hmm. I met one of the musicians there that lived in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham Alabama, yeah. who is Eric Essex. Yes. He's an amazing guitar player. Yes. And we did a record together in at Berkeley while we were at school together and he graduated and he was like, man, I'm going back home. And, you know, I love to keep the band together and maybe do some shows and travel the region and things like that. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go. I'm coming down (laughs) South with you. You know, we came to Atlanta and played here one night at, um, you from Atlanta? No, I'm from New York. I'm from the Bronx. What year did you come here? Came in 89. Oh yeah. So you, you were here for the early Mm -hmm, mm nineties and the best time Mm -hmm, in Atlanta. mm Mm-hmm. So it was called Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah. Okay. You remember that place? Mm-hmm. And uh, 112 was on the yes, corner. Yes, 112. And then it was a club called Silk. Okay. Diamonds and Pearls and Silk, Silk were next to each other. So we did a show with Diamonds and Pearls that night. It was like low uh, attendance okay. and all, but some of the heads, I don't know, they must have found out that it was this band that was coming down that they heard about. And um, Jason Orr was one of those people. Shouts out to my man, Jason. Yeah, from Jazz Cafe. Yeah, who we actually put that together in his apartment. 
yeah. funk jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I was handling the music side. He was handling all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so I met Jason that night. He was like, man. You need to just stay. You need to come to Atlanta, man. You know, him. I met Elrock, who was in the Chronicle. Mm -hmm. And Elrock was a big time producer when I met him already. Mm -hmm. So he was working on these projects in Atlanta with his partner, Phil. Um, And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to just come visit. Instead of just moving right away without really knowing what's what's up with the city. I come down and visit. I stay at Jason's house. I hang out at Elrock's house. (laughs) I was just crashing in their places in between, you know, traveling. And, um, I was like, okay, Mm. this, this, this has a vibe. It's a move. Yeah. And I see, I see some areas where I can implement, Mm. you know, my, Mm -hmm. um, influence mm-hmm. from Philly. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what I do appreciate, John, is that I'm not from here and, and neither are you, right? But the residents that have been here, the originators, the people that have been here have embraced us, especially you. And then when we talk about the body of work that you've done, your name is never forgotten. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you're one of the founding architects in how the shift happened, like mm-hmm. how the sound was curated, movements was birthed. You was always there. You were always in the space in conjunction with touring. And we're going to talk about that as well. But it's it's just interesting that you were here. And I want to ask you, John, because you've been here for quite a long time and you've curated some movements with some really dope people. Has Atlanta really changed musically or is it the, is it still the same to you? How do you feel? You asked me that. Now, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. Come on, like, tell me the truth. I mean, Atlanta has changed in good ways and okay, not so it, good give ways. Give it to us both ways, Jay. Um, first of all, there's a lot of venues that have closed down. Of course, unfortunately. Which where those were the homes for a lot of the yeah. players in town, either yeah. from here originally or from out of town right. that, that moved here. Right. So a lot of that messed some things up as far as like the scene was mm-hmm. concerned. Cause we mm-hmm. had Kaya, we had oxygen, we had yin yang, mm-hmm. we had uh, chili Everything. peppers. Everything. I mean, we had so many venues Places. here yeah. where you could go hear live music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those things changed like probably after 2000, maybe. Yeah. So all of the nineties, especially like when I moved here in 94, I think mm-hmm. that's when really kind of popped hot. off. Yeah. Freak Nick had just started that year, right? Hot. Freak yes, Nick started yeah, in 94. 94. Even though I wasn't a part of that, I saw it from a distance. Sure, John. That's what <laughs> no, they all say. I, they don't want to I be in the busy. documentary. No, yeah. I was busy yeah. playing. Y'all ain't going to see me in none of those documentaries. <laughs> but um, I saw it from a distance. I was in the traffic. Yeah, you know, trying I was to in get the traffic. 85, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but a lot of things were brewing at that time. Outcast just came out with yes. their first record. Yes. You know, Indy Irie, you see her walking mm-hmm. around the city with her guitar on her back, back you know and with three strings on it <laughs> sorry india <laughs> i mean we all had to start somewhere yeah, right anthony david yeah um uh follow for now mm. like the rock side with david um oh my god david he plays yeah. with john yeah. mayer yeah um and he influenced john mayer a lot um so you had the rock side tommy martin mm. trina Three five human, like yeah. so many things. Like it's just I hear in my you. head, just I hear you, John. spinning. I hear uh, you. David Ryan Harris. That's yeah. what I was trying okay. to say. Um, so it was just so many things going on here, and it was places for these people to play. Mm-hmm. So and earn a living, right? And, and then by two thousand, yeah. things started shifting, and it was turning more into a club type city, and yeah. you know, crunk music had. Yeah. Took a you know yeah. a, a big thing mm-hmm. with Bone Crusher and Lil John and everybody. Mm-hmm. So the music was shifting and you know the live aspect wasn't as strong anymore. So mm-hmm. now I'm trying to figure out what's going on now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't really hang out as much anymore. Plus I'm getting older and I don't really hang out <laughs> like that. But I, I I have my little spots that I like to go to like 10 ATL yep. or on Monday nights for the yep. jazz yep. night. And I sit in sometimes or sometimes I just want to chill and mm-hmm. listen to people and mm-hmm. have a drink. But yeah, Churchill Grounds was here. I, back I remember then. that too. I was just thinking about them, and they're they're gone, aren't they? But uh, Sam Yee is opening a new Churchill Grounds. Okay, soon. okay, good. Um, just Jazz was mm-hmm. here back then. Mm-hmm. Johnny O'Neill, I used to go see him play every week. You know, just <sighs> stellar musicians. Mm. You know, um, so we had a a plethora of yeah. amazing musicians and artists here. Yeah. 
So yes, right now, sir. today, I don't know what the, where to put it now. Mm. It's, it's a different generation. The music is what it is. Yeah. Um, but we are still here, and some of the live musicians and artists are still pushing, yeah. you know, trying to keep the music alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about your touring, because you, you make this record with Jazzy Jeff, right? And it's like, man, like, I don't even want to go to Berkeley no more. I got what I needed. I'm out. I'm ready to do what I do. So how do you get into this touring scene? Like, how do people know you sat in for somebody? Is that how that happened? No, reputation, you know, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I was hanging out with a lot of veteran musicians back. I always hung out with older musicians all my life. I just took to being around the knowledge and the Mm -hmm. wisdom of being around an older seasoned musician. And um, so a lot of these cats took me in that was back and forth to L.A. doing sessions and doing all these big tours with Madonna and whoever else. Paul Abdul. You got Earth, Wind and Fire, Sonny Emery, who's Mm -hmm. one of my best friends. Sam Sims, who played bass with Janet along with yeah, me as well. Yeah. Um, so those guys were talking about me to people in okay. the industry. Okay. Um, that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie Garrett, who was playing with Tony Braxton at the time. Mm-hmm. They're still around, still my big brothers. Um, I met Ronnie one night at Tony Braxton's show. I got on the tour bus with a friend named Dean Gant, who mm-hmm. passed away. But Dean introduced me to Ronnie. He said, Ronnie. This the guy right here. Right, He's in right. town. He's from Philly. Yeah. So Ronnie was like, nice to meet you, man. We'll see what's up, man. You know, introductions like that yeah. led to the next thing, you know. And of course, I had to be on top of my game mm. playing. So all this talk is going on. But at the same time, I was mm-hmm. in mm. my in my in my zone. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you self-taught, John? Have you ever had lessons how to play the drums? Yeah. yeah I mean, Berkeley more so but i mean that came later i mean when you were younger you were self-taught pretty much yeah my uncles and then being around a lot of the great drummers from philadelphia Mm -hmm. i just kind of watched and learned i've met dennis chambers and omar hakeem Mm -hmm. people that i idolized years on uh, later on like when i moved to atlanta i met omar dennis came to atlanta one time i took him out with me and uh you know showed him the city and Mm -hmm. you know I mean, not that he didn't know where Atlanta was, yeah. but yeah, he, he'd been here with P-Funk and, <laughs> you know, Dennis was back here with P-Funk back in the mm. 80s, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was always around those type of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that just helped uplift, um, you know, where I was going in my yeah. career. Yeah. So what was your first tour? Um, Janet was. Well, no, no, no. Dion Farris. Mm. I was working with Dion when I first moved here. Ah. And um. While I was out with Dion, I got a call to go out with Janet. Wow. And that was it. Yeah. And then, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but then I came back and I played with Escape for a while. Yeah. Uh, Monica. Mm -hmm. I put her first band together. Mm -hmm. I put Goody Mob's first band together. Come on, John. Stop. Keep talking to the people. Yeah, we were on tour with the Fugees and the Roots. Yeah. Did you see that tour? No. Oh, man. That was crazy. Oh. It was good times. Yeah, man. We were just talking about that. So you you got so many different hats, John. Do you like just sitting in as a drummer? Do you like being the musical director? What's your what's your fave when you have to really be in the band space? It just depends. I don't mind being a team player, you okay. know, and I don't mind taking the lead as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I think the best leaders are good team players first. Okay. Okay. You know, um, my boy Adam Blackstone, who's MD for everybody mm-hmm. now and all the Super Bowl shows and BT awards and yeah. he just did that. Um, you know, he was like my little brother in Philly, you know, coming out of high school. And um he's a great team player. Yeah. You know, for okay. instance. Ricky Minor in, mm, in yes. LA. No, Ricky called me back to LA like very often, mm-hmm. you know, just to fly me in and play on T V shows yes. and we did some touring with like Jamie Foxx and people like that. But Ricky's also like team player yeah. like even though he has that position yeah. even though adam has that position we're still one mm-hmm. together we're all kind of you know we're treated equally mm-hmm. together yeah i've seen yeah. you I, again I, I i can never tell your role because you're the same all the mm-hmm. time um you know i've seen rashawn rashawn patterson when he was here that was a great show at city winery and i don't know if you were the musical director if you're just <laughs> a guy playing the drums but it sounded really great thank you great that's show. my boy rashawn yeah. Isn't he beautiful? He's great. I love that dude. Shout out to Rasan yes, Patterson. He's a beautiful I, dude. We just did two shows together recently. We played here, yeah. Stockbridge, mm-hmm. recently. Uh, it was raining, actually, and 
uh, the rain held out a little bit yeah. while while we were doing our set, and then we went to Detroit and okay. played at Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. Wow! But um, and we have some shows coming up next month too. But anytime I get to play with Rasan, yeah. it's always a good yeah. time. We've been friends for thirty years. Wow. I met him when I was out with George Duke and Rochelle Farrell. Yeah. And Rasan was on that tour with us, mm -hmm. so he always mentions it to me. Like, Man, we met thirty years yeah. ago on stage. You yeah. know. So that friendship has still, you know, mm -hmm. been been great. Your you know? friendships are important, I can tell. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you down with me, like <laughs> you down with me. You know, I don't play. I don't yeah. I don't just call anybody a friend. Like mm -hmm. if you're a friend of mine, like I'll do anything for you. Now you don't have to say any names, but has there ever been an artist that you played for that you said to yourself you wouldn't play with them again? Has, there, has that ever happened? <laughs> you don't have to say any names. Yeah. But there's been a few that you've had to say, nope, won't be doing that one per that person again. Yeah. Mm. And it's not that many. You okay, know? that's a good thing. Yeah. It's not that Most many. of the people I've played with have been a, a, a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Yeah, that's I awesome. mean, I came under George Duke's umbrella, so I was playing with Patty Austin and Jeffrey Osborne and, <laughs> and uh, uh, what's his name? Um uh, James Ingram, so many of those people under George's um, uh, umbrella. I met Jonathan Butler through George. He's the first person to take me to um, South Africa. Mm -hmm. Jonathan took me to South Africa in '96. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah, first time going to South Africa with somebody from there. Yeah. That was like Michael Jackson there. You know, Jonathan's mm -hmm. the king in South Africa. We just played together not too long either, because uh, uh, we hadn't played together in maybe fifteen years. That's a long time. Yeah, and then they called me out the blue and was like, "Can you do some dates with Jonathan?" Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing with Jonathan. So I, I've done two records with him as well. Mm -hmm. You know, Boney James. Yeah. I did a lot of smooth jazz records. You know, they, there was this time period where. I played on one record, one smooth jazz record, and all of the smooth jazz artists started calling yeah. me. Isn't and that a nice problem to have? There, it, John? it was because <laughs> back then the, the 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 vibe of the smooth jazz was much funkier. And mm, was, mm. Now some of this stuff is a little watered down, and it's not mm. as substance as, yeah. as it yeah, used it to be. Yeah, it doesn't feel the same. But like I played on Norman Brown records, mm. who I still work with now. Pony James, uh, um, what's his name? So many people. I know. Peter I White. Know. All of those guys. Yeah. George Benson. Is there anybody records. you haven't played with yet that you want to? Especially with the new emergence of music, yeah. right? There's There are new artists like Sam Joy. She's real. You know, that jazz is just different. That's more like an Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. More, and she's you know, sweet. And I she's love her sweet, stuff. She's a sweet girl. She was at the Atlanta Arts Festival. Killed the show. Beautiful yeah. show. And I and because she's so young, mm -hmm. my 16-year-old son likes her. He oh. never really liked that type of jazz. But seeing a young performer person do it he was he was listening to her playlist like That's the next cool. day so you know cool. you know what i mean so do you feel like there's an opportunity like uh, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that you would want to because mm, you got a long list John. i haven't worked with sting before and i always wanted to work with him i like Sting. yeah and he's a musician he musician, is he's so. coming to atlanta man they should have called you oh man yeah because he's coming and the tickets are i ain't even gonna say what oh, the tickets yeah. are but you know i mean tickets all over beyonce oh, and everybody's janet just finished her her run so it's I know. it's at least a thousand and up right <laughs> sting was starting at 350 uh at the at I think Chastain or somewhere, you know, but he is a musician to your point. But yeah. is he going to give me Roxanne? Is he going to give me like the police music? Oh, yeah. Or is he going to give me Gordon Sumner? He's going to give you, he's going to give you all of that. <laughs> he's definitely going to give you police. You know, I hope so. Yeah. You know, I saw him in um, New Year's Eve in um, the Bahamas. I went to the Bahamas 2018, right at the top of the year. Yeah. And, um, he was playing there. I didn't know he was going to play there. So I just went to the show. His production manager is friends with mine. So they hooked me up to come. So it was nice to see him. And he played all of the hits. Yeah. So he's the one you would like to play with that you haven't. I'd love to work with him. Yeah. yeah. But I've always wanted to work with him. So if that happens, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, not too many other people I haven't worked with, though. Mm -hmm. Like I know. Your list is long. It's I was incredible. supposed to tour with Michael. 
I worked in the studio with Michael and um, he asked me to go on tour with him in 2000. Mm -hmm. And then the year after that is when 9-11 hit. So that didn't happen. But I did say no in the beginning. Why? I was working on the Chronicles record. And we were signed to Jermaine Dupri, and I just didn't know then that I could have probably done both things. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm loyal to a default. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, we're working on this record, and they called me like, Michael wants you to come out with him. Can mm-hmm. you do it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. like my band was already feeling some kind of way already because yeah, yeah. I was in and out of the okay. city, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like I see y'all in a month. Yeah. <laughs> in like three weeks. <laughs> And how do you know, I know that was difficult. It was challenging for you because you are touring and then you do have this awesome band, the Chronicle band. Yeah. Like we love the Chronicle. When y'all yeah. get together, like tickets, like, so like they go, they yeah. move. Cause it's like, man, how often are we going to get to get, get to hear you guys play? And you play what you want. You do what you want. Yeah. However you want. Right. That makes it funky. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Any plans on getting together this year to play with them? Mm-mm. No, we've done maybe two or three reunions already. And we're like, Okay, this is it. <laughs> the Chronicle is over. The Chronicle is over. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to bow out gracefully and let yeah, the, you know, let the... Let the other people have it. Just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. just keep what we had as as a reputation of what we did for the city. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. awesome. It was an awesome time. I want to talk to you, John, because you are passionate about teaching, you know, helping young musicians um, you know, I see you post videos on Facebook where you actually teaching. How has that been for you? Are they receptive in, in learning? Is there a, a, a surgence of young artists that want to be musicians? There are some that that give you pushback. Yeah. And those are usually the ones that probably won't make it. OK, I'll say honestly, OK, the ones that that do know what's up are very attentive because mm-hmm. I teach at Berkeley now, which is a 360. Yeah. I'm going into my third year as a professor. Congratulations. There. Thank you. And it's been it's been an experience. Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot. I've taught a lot and I've learned a lot mm-hmm. the, through that time period. But I've learned that some of these kids, um, you know, they're they're just there because, you know, is something to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're trying it out yeah. and that's fine. They're, yeah. they're, they're trying to see where they want to go with their life. Mm-hmm. But there's those few that stick out to me yeah. and they're amazing. I have one kid, he plays bass. He's in the keys and drums. He's from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Um, he's exceptional. Yeah. I've seen some singers that's been in my classes. I'm like, wow, you guys are going to do some things, wow. you know? Wow. So it's a learning process for me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an honor because, you know, for Berkeley to have you come back, mm-hmm. you know, even though you didn't finish, but you were a student, they see something in you. And that I think that's an excellent collaboration, you know, for you to come back uh, and, and, and put it, you know, pay it forward, if you will, and teach yeah. kids. I enjoy uh, it. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much microwavable stuff, John. Things are so fast now and things are, um, you know, electronic and digital and this. And so you wonder, do people want to go old school, if you will, and pick up an instrument and learn it that way? And so it's impressive to know that there is a desire that people really want to connect with music and connect with their instrument and make beautiful sound. Yeah. And there's, and it lets you know that there's still hope for the next generation. That's awesome. I mean, you got, I don't want to say kids, but Masego is, is a young man, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. he's helping hold the torch, you know, with playing saxophone on top of him singing. He has rapping on on it. And you have Anderson Pack, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think the future is still bright. If you you think so. (laughs) My boy Thundercat, mm-hmm. who I've known for forever, him and his other brother Ronald Bruner, amazing drummer. I know their dad as well, and um, I met them when they were like twelve years old mm. in L.A. Wow! And uh, Ron was, you know, running around with me at Nam convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Bruner, Thomas Pridgen, and and Tony Royster, those three premier yeah, drummers yeah. of their generation now that I met back then and. You know, I was hanging out with all of them. That was like big brother to them. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I love to see where they've gone now and, you know, top of their game. Awesome. Some of the baddest drummers in the world. You ever thought about having a, a Little John Roberts Foundation or scholarship to to award, you know, these up and coming 
You know, or you got yeah. that in the works. Was that kind of, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I thought about that today. I was like, you know, for all that you've done, you know, the body of work that you've had, the musicians that you've talked, you've, you've worked with and you've learned from, mm-hmm. and then you're teaching kids, you know, we, you, we should try to figure out like how to have, even if it's just awarding one person mm-hmm. a scholarship to Berkeley or maybe a school of their choice. Sounds you good. Know, I like in, it. In your name, because... Oftentimes we wait until people transition. Right. Like, why not? You're a vibrant, healthy man, like doing great work. Like, let's have something in your name now. And then you can even partner with that that student, you know, see, check in on them, give them tips, that type of thing and see how their 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 career progresses um, based on that scholarship or that foundation. Consider it done. Say less. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's the only thing that I that I in, in reading all of the things that you've done. I was like, I would like to see that. In your name, because you just have done phenomenal work with everyone. You've written music. You've produced music. You have a favorite you like to write or produce or just play it. That's a good question. Um, You know, a lot of times and that's that brings me to thinking about what I do as a drummer, Mm -hmm. because when I get hired as a drummer, I usually wind up helping create the music too, yeah, yeah, you know, cause yeah. drummers, like we have a special thing or a special way of d- dictating how the music is going to yes, turn yeah, out. Yeah. You know, you set naturally the tone. you set the tone. We set the tone. Mm-hmm. We set the rhythm, the heartbeat of the whole mm-hmm. vibe. We make it loud. We make it soft, yeah. you know? So we're basically the music director of the music. Yeah. Um, so when a drummer is in the studio and he's given ideas, mm-hmm. you're writing, helping write the music, yeah. you know? And I do that a lot with, Especially people that I'm cool with, my my friends that I work with all the time, they know if I come to the studio, they already know, like, we leaving it open for John to say his, you know, give his his, um, tips or whatever or or ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that Mm -hmm. respect, you know. Mm Cause not everybody is, is cool with that. Right. Some sessions I'll, I don't say nothing. I'm, mm. I'm there to play the grooves. And, <laughs> okay. Are you, good? are you stiff with it too, Jay? When you do <laughs> No. <laughs> like I got nothing to say. Right. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm beating these drums and that's it. Uh, you just, yeah. you know, when to say something and when not to, you, you know, you. if I'm in the studio with Quincy Jones or somebody like that, I'm all ears. I'm like, now, if he asked me, so what do you think, John? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I'll say what I have to mm-hmm. say. I was in the studio with Tommy LaPuma, mm. um, working on George Benson's record one wow, year. Wow. And Tommy, you know, I never worked with him before, but I know his legacy and everything. He worked with Miles and everybody. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I just f- watched how he worked in the studio. And a lot of the times he would just be sitting and listening. And every now and then he would say something. Okay. But what he said would change the whole. Was key. It would mm. set the whole tone of mm. everything. You know, you should do such and such. Or try this out like this. And then he sit back, take a glass of wine mm. <laughs> and watch it happen. Like, <laughs> and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's that's powerful. Yeah. You know, and um, he come to me a few times. He's like, so what do you think about this groove? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. What about this? And he played. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that co- collaboration yeah. and the respect from an OG like him to me mm-hmm. was like, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've done it all, John. You've done it all. Um, do you like being in the studio or you like the live action? Another great question. Studio, you know, you can take your time and like find a vibe or it could be the opposite. Like it's sometimes it's hard to find a vibe in the studio because nobody's there. It's like me and you are yeah, here. And yeah. what are we going to create yeah. by ourselves? <laughs> we ain't got no hand claps. We ain't got no, no horns, know, no brass, nothing, nothing, no, no bass, cheers, no, nothing. nothing. It's, it's me and you. What yeah. are we going to do while we're here? Mm, you know, mm. when we hit record, what are we going to create? Right, right. What are we going to make? So that can be a challenge sometimes, or the vibe could be so ridiculous first take or second take is it you mm. know we've already gotten what we needed yeah and then there's those times where we're like okay let's come back tomorrow and try this again <laughs> <laughs> so the studio can be you know can be tricky. either way yeah live mm. is in the moment whatever mm. happens right then and there is what it's gonna be mm. you know so like sometimes we get nervous you know because we might have cameras in front of us or we're on tv live, yeah, live. anything could happen right you know so we're a little bit more on the edge and mm-hmm. nervous. I'm always nervous. You are. Whenever. I was going to ask you, are you nervous? You're always, always nervous. nervous. Even when you play at Buteco, are you nervous? Small spots are 
even more. Why? Because we can see people are right there. In I'm front in, of my we're face. in your face. They're looking at we're me. In your face. Like, we got the bloody cameras. We're doing. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the cell phones. The cell phones. We're doing this. We're all in your face. Isn't I it? I mean, annoying? right. Imagine. <laughs> OK, show me your best stuff. It's, it's and I'm annoying. Like, I know you, you got to be on, on your yeah. game every yeah. time. Like you cannot not be on point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that can be challenging. It can be challenging. But playing in front of thousands of people, like you just see a sea of heads, yeah. and, you know, you're not really zooming in on one person. It's just, yeah. you're all that. So it's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is cool. I like the energy of this, you know, but 10 people sitting in the room, I'm like, it's never 10. It's never. We tackle like, packed out. You know I, what it is. Can I yeah. I know. No. Stop no. looking at me. No, we can't yeah. help it. We can't help it. You're like right, <laughs> you're like right there. And people want to. Yeah. And I try to be respectful just for. It's, it, for me, it's a couple of things, right? I, I don't want to lose the moment. So when I do do a video of you, it's maybe no more than 45 seconds. That's cool. Just to capture But you it. got those people that's in the front yeah. the whole time. Yeah, that's annoying. You might be playing for an hour or two. Yeah, they're, they're just like just this. Like, that's not right. You I'm shouldn't like, do that. Some it's of the artists a- I've pl- I played for, like Rasan, yeah. he called this person out one time. I was like, you recorded the whole show. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Like, that's like, don't disrespectful. Do that. It is. You if you go to that. Dave Chappelle's events, you can't use your yeah, phone. Yeah, your phone is taken He locks away. your phone yeah, up yeah. so you can experience the moment. You have to experience the moment. Yeah. What I find is that's enough. Put the phone down. Put your purse down and start clapping, singing. It's a karaoke vibe. I'm yeah, singing. Enjoy I'm yourself. Who's going to want to hold their phone yeah. up the whole time no, trying no. to focus and make sure do it. it don't move? And Not going to do it. Enjoy the moment. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I like about you, John, is the diversity, because I've been fortunate to see you in different places, whether it's a concert, a city winery, St. James, as we talked about before we started the show. I just saw you at the High Museum and that was your thing. Oh, you know? I was in my element. You that were in night. your element. Yeah. It was so sweet. You played whatever you want. We played John Coltrane. I was like. <laughs> I was like, yes. yeah. And you sounded so great. Thank you. Um, and, and, and do you have a favorite genre of music? It's, jazz. That's your that's jazz your is my love. favorite. Yeah, that's that's, that's my go to. Yeah. That's why I chose to play, you know, the straight ahead stuff yeah. that night, because a lot of people were expecting you going to play some funk tonight yeah. and everything. I was like, no, we no. swinging. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we swung for real. Yeah. Yeah. Cigar in the mouth. With Big Mike. Big Mike was there. It oh, was yeah. really great. I, I handpicked the right yeah, cats. Yeah, you sure did. Louis Haraville on piano. You and sure did. Joel Powell on bass. Yeah. Mike Walton. Mike. Um, Michael Cruz yes. on trumpet. Yes. Pfft, yes. Perfect. I told them, I was like, I want to have like a jazz messengers vibe tonight. It was great. Art Blakey and the jazz messengers. That's why I had a trumpet and a sax yeah. player just to get that sound. And we played that kind of music as well with culture. It. it was standing room only. They didn't leave. No. In between the breaks and everything. I was they like, didn't y'all, leave. y'all not they going to another room. Nope. We're moving. They didn't want nope. to lose the seat. No, nope. I don't even think they went and did the wine. The line was too long. It, like they didn't. If anything, they would spiral up to look down. Yeah. But there were nobody was leaving. There were seasoned people in there, so mm-hmm. they had seats. I felt it. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to leave. Um, and 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 hats off to the High Museum for curating that whole vibe because it really accelerated John with the with COVID right Pan, the pandemic years. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have anywhere else to go. To to right. your point, right? Yeah. Opening statements, comments about where where can people go and listen to live music? Yeah. And by them doing that there, man, their membership has increased. I'm a continued member, you mm. know, um, and other people come and it's great. And the diversity is wonderful, right? Yeah. So to see people that don't look like me appreciate you mm-hmm. and honor you as a musician, is, mm-hmm. I like that. And they were respectful. Yeah, they very respectful. wasn't loud. I mean, it was so many. It was like a few hundred people in there. Yeah. You could hear a pin drop, really. You know, we were, while we were playing the soloists, you know, some people they like to talk and no, mingle. No, no there we, was nothing. None I mean, of that buzzing. You heard a little talk yeah, here and there, but yeah. they were listening they to the were music. Very yeah. listen, they were listening so much, and I really appreciate that. That that's a good thing. But it's just the diversity that you bring because then I've seen you play, and it's R and B, it's hip hop, it's like. It, I love doing I mean, I love being like a chameleon. You mentioned earlier, I love playing everything. And as a kid, that's all I wanted to do was play 
country, play rock, play hip hop, play jazz, play R&B, play pop, play funk. Um, you know, my mom and dad between the two of them already, cause my mom listened to a certain style of music, yeah. you know, she liked the CCM type gospel yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I heard like, you know, uh, Amy Grant and yeah. things like that. So <laughs> on that side, I heard wow. this kind of stuff from her. And then yes. on my dad's side, I was hearing, like I said, the mighty clouds of joy and all the jazz stuff as well. So I had a, like a mix of a bunch of mm-hmm. different styles of music. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of my family, you know, my mm-hmm. uncle played bass. So he was listening to Larry Graham a lot. Yeah. And, you know, Man. it was just, it was, it was so much variety to, to, you know, take. Where do you find your inspiration today, John? As a, as a seasoned musician and you've toured with so many different people, what inspires you today? Where do you get your inspiration today in these times? Man, I mean, first of all, just being alive is inspiring first. After what we just came out of, three years of that, I lost some family members and friends, and I know you have too. And and everybody, everybody has lost people through this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So after coming out of that and just realizing how um, blessed we are, you know, like I, I I didn't ever take it for granted, but now. Even more so, I'm not taking it for yeah. granted. Like, I'm really grateful to do what I do and make a living doing it. Mm-hmm. And then also being able to inspire people. Mm-hmm. I love seeing people smiling and happy and mm-hmm. hitting me in my DMs and mm-hmm. things like that. It's, John, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. that inspired me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you're on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. I say things. <laughs> yeah, I see you. I, I preach on that. I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'm yeah. preaching because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. some things don't be right. And yeah, I gotta, yeah. I got to say something. Yeah. You know, and I'm not down and I'm not talking down on anybody no, or like no, that, no. but I just see things that I feel like need to be discussed yeah. and and hopefully fixed, yeah. you know. Yeah, I follow you on Facebook. You don't have any more rooms for friends on Facebook. So ah. I, I follow you. Yeah, you've met, you've, re, you've hit your max. Oh, no, we're going to work that out. Yeah, so I, I, Cause I'm Because there's people there that I don't even know. That. I got I to get rid of some of the you people. You got to get rid of some people. <laughs> but I will slide in on your IGDM and be like, yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And I respond to you most sure do. people. You do. You you respond to me and I'm honored. I'm like, he responded to me. And I'm like, yeah, because I come in a space of good intent, right. you know. And, and I feel that. Yeah, so man. I, I feel the, the positive energy. Yeah. When you come say something to me and I might not know who you are yeah. or I might know who you are. But if I don't know who you are and you say something nice to me, mm-hmm. I feel like I got to say something yeah. back. Yeah. Some people just be like, eh. I'm not speaking yeah. to them. I don't know them, you know. You know, I am I'm honored in so many different ways, John, because of your body of work and you've taken the time to talk to me today. But I personally put you in a category of another person that I admire musically very much, and that's Robert Glasper. That's my boy. I really like him. And And he's a nut. He's a nut. (laughs) But he has this innate ability to get the right people together and curate this music and this sound. Even if he remakes something, it's beautiful. And, um, And I put you in that same category because I've seen you play different genres and types of music and i'm like this guy is 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 it Thank and you. and i think i speak for all the people that live here in, in atlanta that we're honored because you don't have to make atlanta your home mm. you could live in la you can go back to philly you can go to florida you could be abroad but it's something about atlanta and you that you're like this is my home it is and when i see you out respectfully i give you space i always acknowledge you give you a hug yeah. but i allow you to be john and i appreciate yeah, that yeah because some people don't do yeah, it yeah 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 you gotta allow you to be john and that means having a drink right. talking to people let me chill just I'm chill just don't ask me nothing <laughs> you know what i mean i'm not i ain't got the sticks in my hand i ain't playing tonight no you know i'm just what hanging mean? out you're you know? hanging out if so, you speak you know yeah. with respect I'm yeah, speak that. yeah absolutely you gotta on? have that Otherwise, you'll be like, man, I ain't coming out. The people are crazy. They Look, me. I they get approached with so much craziness. I'm uh, like, uh, like people don't have filters. You yeah. know, they say whatever's on their mind. And I'm like, really? Like, you felt comfortable you just, just <laughs> coming to me and saying whatever you said? Okay. Cool. I am going to say that when you come out, the ladies do come out, John. They do. They they, they, they can't help it. They come out. Because I was like, they don't come out like this at Buteco. Oh, John's here. That's right. And you're going to play there again soon, aren't Wednesday. you? Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whoever's listening, yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday night is gonna be. It's gonna be part bumping. two. Yeah, what yeah. we did before. Salah, me, Salah. Yeah. 
Rafa. Uh, Sean Fallon. Yeah, yeah. S- Fallon. Yeah. Uh, another Philly guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sean Fallon be everywhere. That's what oh, it yeah. says. <laughs> That's and he do. He's That's everywhere. my dog. He's a nice guy. And, too. and you got different styles of DJs yes. too. So yes. um, that's going to be cool. What's you, the other DJ? Um, I forgot his name. I, we just met. Mm-hmm. It'll come to you. I hate that I don't have his name that's on okay. Me, It's he's okay. It's okay. He's DJing as well. It'll come to you. Yeah. I want to ask you because you've done anything, are you really, are you going to pursue more like movie scores? Like, is that in you to do? Like, do a whole soundtrack? You know, yeah. for a, a movie or a musical or anything like that. Is that in the horizon for I you? I would love to. I've played on movies. Yeah. You know, like the theme songs and stuff. Like yes. I played on Men in Black with yes. Will Smith. Yes, and yes. Like a Philly thing right there. In Vogue, Don't yeah. Let Go for a Set It Off. That was um, nice. Yeah. Mm. So I got lucky and, and got on some really yeah. cool um, movies. But I would love to. Stanley Clark is, is one of my like friends Stanley. and idols. You know, like yeah. I've always looked up to him mm-hmm. and we've always been cool. I've always wanted to do something with him or Marcus Miller, who's also yeah. a friend. Yeah. So whenever the time is right or maybe somebody new that's that's on the scene that's mm-hmm. doing it. I would love to be a part of something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And Stanley Clark was just here for the jazz mm-hmm. festival. An awesome yep. set. Phil awesome. Davis played. Phil Davis yeah. played. He shouted him out. Yeah. And it was awesome. He was like, Phil, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Atlanta's own. You know, he's giving him the love. Phil is a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, yeah he really is. Well, but I, does Atlanta know what they have? Yeah. Do they really I do. know? I do. Y'all there's got a, some There's a few of here. us that do. And that's why, again, it's an honor to have you here today because... And it's a melting pot. Like Phil Davis is you. It's Rhonda Thomas. It's all these. It's like, oh my God, Dion Ferris. It's all of these people that are like Atlanta's my home. floating around the city. Yeah, just at I'm, any point at, can be sitting in a corner somewhere chilling, like just doing nothing, doing nothing, <laughs> just just being themselves, just being, and then turn around, Russell Bond, and yeah. just you know, he had an awesome performance at the at the, the Woodruff Arts. Oh my yeah. gosh, we played on. Um, uh, the crunk jazz records yes, and stuff. So yes. Roy, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of Roy, but yeah. Russell, yes. who is Roy as well, yeah. Hargrove, those two guys, those are the premier trumpet players of the world. You Phenomenal. know, Nicholas Payton, he came down and played with us here. We did a record with him. Mm-hmm. We played at the Velvet Note yeah. together. That's um, the only place I have not been. Oh, yeah. Velvet Note is cool. I need to go. I know, it's a, I know I got to pack a lunch. Go up there because it's up and up. It's up and up. It's a vibe. I mean, it only holds 60 people, but it's a vibe. I know. You go out there with your girlfriend or a date or whatever like that and and have a good time. Because I like vibes. I do. I like like a big thing. I like small, intimate things. I Mm -hmm. like where you as a musician are comfortable. You take requests or you hear what we're saying. You're like, I heard that. Mm -hmm. You turn and you start playing that. I like like the intimate, Mm -hmm. you know, setting of it because I think you get to know the people who love you or love your music. Right. right? Because we don't know you, but we feel like we have a connection based on how you play. Right. And the fact that you never come stale, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You always come fresh, ready to give us. Oh, I'm going to sweat. I'm you know gonna what I'm sweat saying? up to sixty or sixty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> we um, like that. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, no, uh, once I start playing, I forget about how many people are in the audience. Yeah, okay, you know? okay. I'm, I'm going to be the same person wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much more is in you, John? Like you, you're gonna play until whenever, until you just get tired. You're gonna be tired of sticks, or? Well, look, I look at Roy Haynes, and he's ninety something now, right. and he's still picking up okay. sticks and swinging. <laughs> So I got a little ways to go. I'm 51 now. But oh. since you asked that, my touring days are kind of coming to not an end, but but You're less. Slowing them down yeah, I'm bit? slowing them down for sure. Like I do weekend dates. I do spot dates, we call it. Mm. And um, like the tour, long tour runs and things. Yeah. I just I don't have the desire to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe if I went out with Rolling Stones or something like I'm that, then it'd out. be a different story. That's, that, those, that, those guys, <laughs> That's a they'll never thing. quit. Those yeah. guys. But I was with Janet for 23 years, mm-hmm. you know, uh, George Duke and all of those people. Like, But George, we, we go out for like a few weeks and then come home. Yes. But Janet and things like that. Would That's be a whole year. A whole year. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Going hard. So That's I'm, like a two hour performance per night, right? Absolutely. Going hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oof. it's it's rough. It's yeah. rough on you, you know, so you got to definitely be, you know, 
prepared to mm-hmm. take on that task for mm-hmm. however long it goes for. And that's what I slipped in on your DM. I saw something and it was unusual, but I appreciated it. There was a close up of you playing for Janet. And I was like, I can see little John's face. And I, <laughs> I slid it in your DM. Oh, okay. And I thought that was so slick and so cool. But yeah, and I think just musically, John, things are just different. Like Beyonce is touring, but is everybody touring? Everybody's not mm-hmm. touring. Yeah, some of the younger ones are doing it. Yeah. Like some of the young musicians that I know that I've that are like little brothers and mm-hmm. you know sisters to mm-hmm. me. Like some of the girls that I know are out with um Lil Yachty right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not like on a tour tour right now. He's doing like spot dates yeah, right now. Yeah. But, but yeah, stuff like that I could do. Yeah. But but like I enjoy teaching at Berkeley right now. So that's Monday through Wednesday for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do some shows like Friday through Sunday and then I'm back at school again. Okay. So right now I'm on break until the fall. Yeah. But I, yeah, I do fall and the spring. Do they Berkeley. call you Professor Berkeley? They do call me Professor. Isn't that they nice? try to call me Little John, and I'll be like, no. <laughs> it's Professor. <laughs> we are not best friends we, here. We're, we are uh, not peers. No. Yeah. They yeah. try. They try. You know how I, I dress like yeah, this in class. Yeah, so listen. I kind of look like them. Yeah. So they just kind of feel like, oh, that's my boy. Yeah. No. No. Professor Roberts. <laughs> we cool, but not that cool. Not that cool. <laughs> Professor Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing, John. Yeah. You know what? I'm super excited for you. Thank you. Um, you're a really nice person. Thank you. You know what I mean? I could I, be I could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I could be the opposite. You too. could be on the opposite side. I've seen it, but it wasn't directed to Roy yeah, me. I'm telling but you. but it's about professionalism with you. Yeah. Uh, being on time, a quality sound and a quality show. Yeah. And and say and if you say something, be about what you said. Right. right. It's business. Right. You know, outside of the business is handled, then we can be homies. But right now, so I've seen you in that space and, and respect. You know, yeah. that's what it is. Because unfortunately, people may feel like, well, because we're friends or because I feel like I know you, I can take some shortcuts in no, that. That should be more of a reason why yeah. you should come correct. Yeah. You, you know, do. and all of my people, we keep each other. We hold each other accountable. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. If, if somebody's slipping, like, hey, man, come on, mm-hmm. let's get together. Mm-hmm. Or if I might be slipping somewhere, you know, I got my boys that be like, yo, John. <laughs> <laughs> what is we doing? None of us are perfect. So, yeah. you know, every now and then we, we have to say something to each other, but it's cool. But like approaching me, mm-hmm. you just got to come correct. Like, don't come, don't come to me with no I craziness. Because then this turns into. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, what? Like you? the Philly kicks out. Yeah, it comes up. That Philly part. Yeah, ugh, I don't want not, none of that. It's not It's huh. not that nice. I don't want none of that. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad night musically, John? Absolutely. And how do you bounce back from that? Try to do better the next time. Because mm. once that's over, you can't go back. Yeah. You just, you know, take, a, take, take the L and be like, God, I hope. This doesn't happen again, mm. you know. And what 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 caused it? Were you just off? Were you had something on your mind? Was it sound check wasn't right? What what yeah. was? What it could be multiple things. It things. could be the gear I'm using. It could be okay. the way I'm feeling. Okay. Like something might have happened. I understand on your mind. You know, personally yeah. or something like mm-hmm. so. I you got to try to stay focused mm-hmm. regardless of what's going on around mm-hmm. you. And I've told artists and musicians that as well. Like, yo, don't don't let it mess up your vibe in the show because then. You're messing up the rest of us, yeah. our vibe too. Yeah. You know, looking yeah. crazy or playing wrong or mad. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, you know, so we, you know, we're human. So yeah. we got to try to find a way to stay centered. Yeah. 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 What's next for you? Any big projects coming up on the horizon for you? Not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing these spot dates with people this yeah, summer. That's that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I just took a little vacation. Yeah. So I just got back today from that. And well rested. Wonderful. Looking delicious. Smiling. Got a little, Smiling. A little tan. God kissed his face. The sun <laughs> kissed him. Oh, and I everything. was on the beach having yeah. a ball. Yeah, it you was great. Was just, mm. But I haven't been on vacation since 2018 That when I went to the Bahamas. Really? Yeah. And then before that, it was 10 years. Wow. I haven't been on vacation. So you were due. You're way due. You're way, way past overdue. Due. Yeah. yeah. I just needed the right spot to do yeah. it. And this was the perfect time. I hope you can get more. Yeah. I'd know? love to. Balance that out. Yeah. Because you've made a huge contribution to music as an artist. I'm a workaholic, though, too. You are? So I only went 
for three days. <laughs> yeah. It felt like you had to get back. When I went to the Bahamas, I did six days, and halfway through, I was like, Ugh. "You gotta." I got stuff to do. Mm. Like I'm just hanging out at, mm. at the Cove, mm. Atlantis. Mm. You know, it was great. But mm. after a while, after three days, like, what else can I do here mm. besides lose money at the casino, yeah. drink my life away, yeah. <laughs> yes. and eat and get fat? Yeah. You don't want to do that. Here's, here's my last question. It just popped in my head. How often do you practice, and for how long? Uh, good question. Mm. Now, when I have a time to do it, I do it. Sometimes I might be at home and it's late at night and that is the time that I can get down to my studio in my basement mm. and practice wee hours in the morning because mm. the next day I got stuff I have to do yeah. either studio rehearsal or mm. show or something mm. so I can't rehearse you know practice during the day most mm -hmm. of the time so a lot of the times if I'm home in Atlanta it's late at night, late at night. like I'll be up at 12 1 2 in the morning practicing something Sorry. Or doing a video on my Instagram. Yeah, like it, I see you on Most Facebook. of those videos yeah. that I do yeah. on Instagram is late at night. Yeah. And you post them the next day. Like, right. yeah. This was late at night doing them. Yeah. Right. It was mm. probably four in the morning. Mm. That's a good thing. I just though. gave away a secret. Yeah. <laughs> now people will text you or call you. I know you're practicing, John. Right. I know you're practicing because you said so. Right. Well, that's a good thing because, you know, oftentimes people feel like they've reached a, a level that they feel like they may not have to. But oh, it's man. good to know that you're nope. always, always I feel learning. Like, I feel like I'm starting all over again now. Really? Yeah. Literally, like start from scratch again. Yeah. Just trying to reinvent myself. Wow. My body's not 25 anymore. No, no. I'm, I have a 51-year-old body. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it tells it, you that. It tells me that. So mm. the reality is that I have to stay up on that. You know, I'm eating differently now. Mm -hmm. Getting more I'm, rest, maybe? More rest. Mm -hmm. I drink hella water. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been talking to a nutritionist lately mm -hmm. that's been telling me the do's and don'ts of food that I was eating and thought it was cool. She's yeah. like, no, nope. mm -hmm. you can't eat none of that. Mm. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Just go eat this plant over I here. Know. That's pretty much what I we know. should be doing. I know. I know. Without the pesticides. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. Yeah, I it's know. so hard to get around. It's hard. And when you're traveling, it's hard to eat it's on the road. Worse. Like, I'm trying to find a Whole Foods or something like that, yeah, that everywhere you can get we go. Your food. I'm eating salads. Like, I had an episode a few weeks ago. If you saw it on my Facebook, I had some veggie meatloaf from a, a catering at a show that I did. I was fine up until I ate the food. Mm. Time to hit the show, the stage. I get on the stage, the lights come on. I'm holding a note before the artist comes out, and I'm like, <gasps> something feels weird. Oh, My God. stomach is going boom. boom. Oh. So yeah. I spit up on stage oh, <laughs> while no. I was playing. Yeah, never. This has never happened to me before. To me before. <sighs> In the middle of the show, I just had, I was like, Jeez. And so the crew saw what was happening. They came and aided me. They gave me like a bucket and all this mm. kind of stuff, water and everything to try to make me feel better. It was rough. I got through the show um, after I'd already yeah, yeah. <laughs> spilled my guts out, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that after that night, I was like, okay, I really got to watch what, what I eat. eat. Yeah. Eat whoever's preparing. Table. Yeah. yeah. Like it could have been sitting for a long time because yeah, it, it was, know. it was for the artists, you know, at the mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. So now I just, I really have to pay attention to the food I'm eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. It, I was messed up that whole week. Mm -hmm. Well, you're looking good now. You needed that. <laughs> Thank God. Rest. My eye was red. Oh like my I, God. I bust a vessel up here just from all of that. No. No more. No more of that. No more of that. Yeah, we don't need that. So, John, where can the people find you? Well, Wednesday, y'all can come to Buteco if you're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> On your social media platforms, oh. how can people find you? Yeah, everything is Lil John Roberts, L-I-L-J-O-H-M Roberts. Mm -hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that is all the same. And you heard it, folks. He's going to make room for me to be his friend on Facebook. Yep. No We're going to do that. <laughs> We're going to get rid of some of that yeah, dead yeah, weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let some positivity come on in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always good to see you. Yeah, and thank you, you always have this bright, shining light thank that you. follows you. Thank you, John. And just good energy. Yeah. And you're the type of people that I love running into in public. And I'm like, 
Yeah, hey, yeah. I feel up? that. I feel yeah, that. Love. It's always been that way. Yeah. So I appreciate Thank that. Thank you so much. It, again, it was an honor to have you today. And um, on behalf of all of us here in Atlanta, thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for all that you've done musically, supporting the culture, supporting musicians and artists. And just we just wish you much continued success. Keep on going. We got your back here in Atlanta. Thank you. Thank you. And you. thank you, Atlanta, you. for letting yeah. me be myself. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's it for me. You know me. Real Chicks Rock. We're everywhere. But listen, today's show was powered by Agape. Agape Wastebees. Yeah, I love her. Go follow her on Instagram. She's doing beautiful work. She's touring. Man, the bees are so hot. People are calling her in different cities. She just came back from Houston. She's in California. She's based here in Atlanta. Go to her Instagram page. Get you some waist beads. I am a client. <laughs> I love what she does. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.